0: It's Michael here inside the lab in the captain's chair. Let me it up here a little bit, get myself reacquainted with the monitors and the desk. It's it's not Monday night, that was yesterday. It's Tuesday, and we're here at the bridge. Uh, We're going to be slowing this down, heading into Inspiration. I'm going to address carefully how to find your peace in the middle of a storm, and in the careful instruction, through wisdom, out of experiences. I'm going to talk about my experiences as well. It's going to help you with how to practically live in peace in the middle of storms that you may be going through. And if you're dealing with a storm in your life and you missed out on the relaxation side, that's quite okay. Because now we're here, and we're going to, like I said, we're we're going to slow this down. And it's going to be purposed because It's really hard to navigate on the fly, in the middle of a storm. And you may be listening to the program uh, with one ear to the program, one ear to the storm, waiting for the next shoe to drop. But I want you to pay attention with me, and we're going to take a journey. We're going to figure this out tonight, and I mean figure this out. And we're going to get past the concepts and the hopes and the wishes and mm, strategically going to help. You not only assess where you are at, because you know where you're at, or maybe some of you are shell-shocked. Maybe the, the middle of the storm is violent. Maybe it's turbulent naturally and spiritually. So there will be some terms I'm going to be talking about that may not make sense to you. But if you go back and listen to this again and reassess where you are at, it is my intention to help you navigate, manage, and deal, and find your peace. Manage, navigate, and deal, and find your peace in the middle of the storm. See, what has happened to many of you, possibly is that the peace has been covered up. The peace has been distracted or detached. You've been detached from the peace. And so this raging storm is and has your center of attention. It, it is not, what am I looking for? It's not that it's not important, but your peace has left the building. And so I'm going to break down some terms here. And like I said, I'm going, we're going to slow this down. And if you are dealing with an all, well, if you're dealing with a storm in your life, whatever the range, the level, the extremity of the storm that you are dealing with, I want you to go ahead and write that storm down, write the key parts that is causing Um, this emotional state in you that is not being addressed when did peace leave you when the storm came and was on approach and we know a natural storm when it's on approach you get the warnings, you get the alerts and everyone has their gadgets so you're going to receive alerts when a storm is approaching but what happens when the storm hits you And you didn't receive the alert. There's a massive difference. In crisis mode. And something that is on your horizon. And you didn't deal with it when it was on the horizon. And then it happened upon you. Because it, it built energy. It built up speed. To cause you to forget who you are. Cause you to forget where you are, and possibly what you're founded upon. So these storms, and where's the peace in the middle of the storm? And how could you, how could you find peace in the middle of the storm? Well, for every one of you who are here, all the night owls, and then for those of you who are believers, and even if you're not a believer listening to this show, I'm going to help you as well. Gonna give you some, some items some equipment some tools that's going to help you find your peace in the middle of the storm and you're going to need the tools to go hunting for peace if you don't have peace in the middle of the storm so let's let's look at this here I'm looking at Well, I want to be going back and forth some of the scriptures here because it's important that you understand that we have a foundation here. So I want to lay the foundation. I'm going to apply the structure to the foundation. And then we're going to break this down room by room. But you got to have your feet on a solid foundation. And yes, the storm is raging. But just as trusting as you are in your chair, with your feet on the floor and you trust that the chair is going to keep you from crashing onto the floor you trust that the floor is solid enough to hold your weight hold your mass hold your volume that it's not going to break or crumble underneath you and you are sucked in to the earth we're going to get this handled tonight so bear with me here because i got to get my my uh my bearing straight here, I'm looking at the beginning of the storm. And you know that a storm is coming because you are sensing with your natural senses that a storm is approaching. And I want to, I want to look at a natural storm, uh, a spiritual storm. A natural storm is going to be the stresses of life, for instance, because I don't know what you're going through. But this natural storm, I want to use weather phenomena, and for wherever you are listening to the show tonight from, rest assured that in a region or a territory when storms come, whether it's a tornado, an earthquake, a hurricane, a typhoon, if it's not man-made, the process of the storm is to build your faith. The process of the storm is to process you to be stronger in who is inside of you. And not allow what you are seeing in the natural to affect you to the degree that it disturbs the heart. Now, Mark 4 and 38, I want to look at this from the vantage point of our best and greatest example. Now, for many of you who know the writings, the testimonies in Mark chapter. Four, verse 38 it says this and jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion so jesus is in the bottom of a boat on a cushion that means his head is his head is resting on a pillow so he meant to sleep and they woke him up these are his followers those disciples and said to him teacher is is it not a concern to you that we are a perishing Now, let me go back up, because I want to give full context here. So let's go to Mark 4 and 37. And a great storm of wind developed. And waves were breaking into the boat. So you have a windstorm and water coming upon the boat. So this windstorm could be tornadic, because they're on a lake. So what we do know is that a great natural phenomena is happening, and it happens every time you'll get wind storms, so whatever the wind storms are doing, wind gusts, wind shear, they were all experiencing this in the natural setting and at the same time of the wind storm is the influx of water, so that means there's torrents of rain, there's swells of lake water, and swells are just waves, but they're high waves crashing waves and the boat was being filled with water so you have the high winds swirling around this boat you have swells of water filling the boat and the followers of Jesus as recorded were beginning to become distressed we're beginning to come filled with fear. And so now we get into verse 38 here. And he was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. And they woke him up saying to him, Teacher, is it not a concern to you that we are perishing? So they woke him out of a sleep in the middle of the storm. So he is in rest mode, in peace mode. And, and you know, how many of you can sleep in the middle of a storm? And then how many of you cannot sleep in the middle of a storm? So you're either going to be a restful person or you're going to be an agitated person when a storm comes. So when the storm of light hits. So now we have the natural setting. We have Jesus in the bottom of the stern of the boat. And then there's the torrents of rain. There's the swells of, of lake water. And then you have... Life storms that happen to you. Life storms could be considered economic. Life storm is considered a death. Life storm is a divorce. A major illness. Disease. Pestilence. Or whatever the storm in your life is that has caused distress in your heart. So there's all levels, all extremes of a life storm. And that's the natural setting. And also there's the spiritual setting. So these spiritual storms are also sent to do what? Draw faith up out of you. To supply you with a sure foundation in the middle of the storm. Now Jesus is at rest. Now he is being strengthened because when you're at rest, your body's being recharged. Now Spiritually, you're being restrengthened, and in your spiritual time of rest, what is happening is strength is being built up in you, and so is trust. This is Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15. Now, you have these settings, these storms, and they're in the middle of a storm. So you have fear on the one side, peace on the other. So peace is in the bottom of the boat, fear is on the top of the boat. And the foundation is at the bottom of the boat, sleeping. He's resting. And those upon the foundation are stressing out because what has developed, they forgot the foundation, their faith tied to the foundation, their feet secure on a firm foundation. Now, this foundation... Before we get to this foundation, I said we're going to back this up. I want to slow this down. This foundation has everything to do with this word called peace. Now, peace is a state of tranquility. Peace is quietness. Peace is freedom from civil disturbance. Peace is a state of security or a state of order within a community Peace is also known as freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. Peace is also considered harmony in personal relations. Better known, peace is simply a state of tranquility. Now, peace is in the bottom of the boat. Mark 4 and 37 and 38. And this storm developed. So you have a windstorm and then you have flooding on the vessel. At the bottom of the vessel is the foundation. Jesus Christ being our foundation. Now their peace never left the boat. But what has happened in that setting when the developing storm arose, the windstorm that whipped up the waters. So two natural phenomena are happening at the same time. And these disciples who were walking in reality with Messiah forgot their placement, their connection to peace. Now, where are you are listening to this from? If your storm, again, levels and extremes, it doesn't matter, they're your storms. If you have been focused on the storm, the range of the storm, the frequency of the storm, the force and energy of the storm, more so than you are focused on peace, you being saved and born again then there has been a disconnect because the natural has presented itself in the way of the supernatural. And your eyes and natural senses have begun to close off the spiritual realm and the spiritual settings and the spiritual senses. There, the spiritual connectivity is like when you lower the garage So the garage separates what is inside the house and all the contents from what is outside. So the garage is being lowered and you're the one who's outside of the garage looking in. And now you're exposed in the storms of life. But you're also the same one who disconnected from peace because you allowed the development of the storm to become center stage in your, in your world, in your proximity, in your territory, in your atmosphere. And I think this is one of the issues that happens upon a segment or percentage in the body of Jesus Christ. that their eyes and ears are so naturally in tune that they forgot to be in tune spiritually in peace. Now, peace is a state of tranquility or quietness. Now, what happens, again, when storms, no matter what level, no matter what range or extremity they are, because they are... Your storms, when they develop, you have a choice, not only to believe in the developing situation, but furthermore, you have a choice to come back to home base. And that home base has everything to do with your connectivity, connection to and in peace, because peace happened to be in the bottom of the boat, and peace is a person. And peace in that setting, in that moment, in that reality, was in Jesus Christ. And so, they allowed the the developing the manifestations of natural phenomena to begin to influence... Their sight, their ears, their mindset, and mind state, because they forgot their connection. Now, this piece, I want to look at this too. Um, John chapter 16, How to Find Your Peace in the Middle of a Storm. John 16, I want to look at verse 33 here, and Jesus is speaking, and some of the most intimate writings are in the book of John, the book of relations of Jesus and the followers, and Jesus exhibiting kingdom relationship before them throughout the book of John. So 14 happens to talk about relationship with him and the Father, and the Father and him, and them coming to house themselves in those who believe in Jesus by the Holy Spirit verse chapter 16 of John begins the understanding of who the Holy Spirit is and so that disconnection that I was talking about in faith has everything to do with the lack of cooperation with the power in the Holy Spirit. And so when you break down John chapter 16, starting at verse 7 through 14, and then if you go even further, starting at John 29, verse 29, his disciples said, Behold, now are you speaking plainly or telling us no figurative saying? Now we know that you know everything and do not need for anyone to ask you questions, but this we believe that you have come from God. So they're asking them questions. He was giving them a tutorial on the Holy Spirit. Jesus replies to them and says, "Now do you believe? Behold, an hour is coming and has come that you will be scattered, each one to his own home, and you will leave. And will leave me alone, and I am I am not alone because the Father is with me. So he is showing them." connection in the middle of a storm now jesus is about to walk through a storm and become a storm at the same time he's about to walk through a storm and become a storm at the same time and so he has to endure the storm but the only way that he can endure the storm is in his connection to his heavenly father and his connection has everything to do with the power of the Holy Spirit. When you go back to the book of uh, the book of uh, the book of Matthew, when he's baptized by the Holy Spirit. Without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, these storms you'll succumb to. Without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, these storms you will succumb to. And you can't get around the storms in your life when you have no connection. In peace through faith, belief, and trust in Jesus. Now these storms are going to develop in all of our lives. But it's how you function as they develop. Are you securing yourself to a proper foundation when the storm's developing? And how do you go about securing yourself to a strong foundation? And the strong foundation that I have come to the great understanding has everything to do with Jesus. And I mean everything. Deal with some death in a crisis, you're going to need a strong foundation. A natural weather phenomenon, you're going to need a strong foundation. If you've ever endured a hurricane. you're going to need a strong foundation. If you've endured spiritual warfare, you're going to need a strong foundation unless you've been given the authority to attack in the engagement of spiritual warfare. Now this peace, this person, peace, peace being Jesus Christ, has to be who you stay connected to. Has to. When the storms are developing, it's what you do in the middle and the beginning and in the onset of the development of the storm coming to you. Again, the storm is coming to you when it's developing. When you see it brewing in in the horizon, heading your way, everything you do at the moment that you understand and know that a storm is coming your way. Will be everything that you will need. To endure the storm. Now look at this word. In John 14.1. Distress. It's really kind of interesting. That Jesus speaks to his disciples. In the intimate. Records. He speaks to them about personal matters. Storms are going to come. But he says, 14.1, do not let your heart be troubled. Now this word in this sentence, and I want to apply this to a storm, do not let your heart be troubled. See, in your heart ought to be peace. That peace has to be in the heart because it's where Father has strategically placed his essence in the very organ that gives life so he wants peace to be in the organ that gives life and this peace begins to um have a ripple effect throughout your entire body when it when the peace the power of the holy spirit the spirit of truth the intercessor the help possesses you he is your connection to messiah to peace so Jesus says to them this this one sentence and then he leaves this sentence and talks about building stations in heaven do not let your hearts be troubled so he was setting them up that in 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 your life there's going to be some persecutions there's going to be some storms some small storms some mid-sized storms and some high octane, come get you some storms. But he says this crazy, not crazy, he says this beautiful thing, but it's crazy to the natural mind. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Throughout all of the kingdom, throughout all the gospels, Jesus' focus is on the heart. In the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, our Heavenly Father's focus is the heart. He's laser focused with precision to make sure that the heart is qualified to house his spirit now what does this have to do with a, a storm coming I look at this word troubled and this word troubled jumped out at me let me see if I can go in here again a state or quality Of being in unrest or distress or annoyance or difficulty he doesn't want the heart disturbed and when the development storms are coming on your horizon as we get into this a little bit more your heart is and should not be disturbed So that your mind can be tuned in to the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. How to find your peace in the middle of a storm means you've got to do some internal cleaning to make sure that the connection to the Holy Spirit you're tuned into so that you can hear, feel, see proper manifestation when you understand function, purpose and responsibility of the Holy Spirit inside of you and your foundation if it's not stable on a kingdom foundation the storms are going to come and wreak havoc to the mind and to your soul and it could cause the heart to be in distress One of the things I wanted to share here, that, and this is an excellent teaching, how to find your peace in the middle of the storm has everything to do with your your connection. How to find your peace in the storm has everything to do with you fine-tuning who you're connected to. I Meaning, you have to have so much strength and courage to make sure that all your spiritual senses are connected in such a way that as, as, the, as the, the energy mm-hmm. comes and the distresses of life come towards you, that without any doubt mentally, without any doubt physically, emotionally, even in your soul, with your natural senses, it knows home base. Now, when storms come, storms have a propensity to first influence the mind. So if your mind... has its own authority has its own way of going about how to address life storms and it's not submitted and surrendered to a proper foundation you're going to find yourself in the middle of the storm in some chaos without the the ability and i'm not saying problem solve because you can problem solve through a storm but the problem solve is going to come through chaos the difference is When you have peace in the middle of a storm, your peace enables you to see into, see through, see ahead. And so your problem solving is is being led by the Holy Spirit in the middle of a storm. But you're seeing as it develops the things that you have to do to equip, to build you up, and to empower you... And this includes those around you that can help process you in preparation as a storm is developing. How to find your peace in a storm has everything to do with who you are connected to. If you're connected to yourself in your own truth, again, problem solving is awesome. It is consequential when you're dealing with a storm in your life. But there's an advantage given to every born again believer. And this advantage is in the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete, the intercessor, the help. He's given to us to help in life's storms, no matter the level, the frequency, the, the form, and the energy of the storm. And as I was looking at this word, trouble, the state of, or quality, the quality of being troubled, especially mentally. When Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. He understood that if the heart began to experience distress, all the red flags in the mind, in the mindset. In the mind state begin to light up and you get to the formulations of warning 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 distress bodies in distress and I believe when he said this this statement in the middle of receiving questions from his followers see they were questioning Messiah And so that is another way to find peace in the middle of a storm, is to ask questions. Now, what are the proper questions that you need to be asking? Well, that depends on you and your storm, and your connection and relationship with our Messiah and our Heavenly Father. It matters in your cooperation and your willingness to trust the Holy Spirit. So now you get to ask questions, and I think, Now, I could be wrong. How to find your peace in the middle of the storm. If you are not asking the the right questions as the storm is developing, if you're not drawing in the power of the Holy Spirit, under kingdom authority, you could succumb to the storm in your life. Now, again, every one of us and every one person who is not even in the kingdom will live through storms life is going to bring you storms and there's a level of problem solving that can't equip you enough to get through the storm you can fight your way through the storm. And the problem solving is going to help you get out of the storm. But specifically speaking to you, the believer, those of us who are taught and trained and understand that we are to endure the storms, it's the enduring that you have to be trained up how to do. How to find your peace in the storm is has everything to do with who you are connected to, who you are entrusting everything about you in. And what better problem solver can we all have possessed in our hearts other than the power of the Holy Spirit. And every time, I'm going to use this example, because I, I a long, long, long time ago, during Hurricane Katrina, Rita, and Wilma, um, I got to endure those hurricanes, the second hurricanes. Hurricane Katrina was uh, the week of my birthday, August 29th. Um, my birthday is August 28th. And I got connected to... Our Red Cross in Northern Illinois and became a volunteer. Because of my police background, I got involved with a disaster assessment team, the DAT team. And we would go out and I would be trained and use my expertise and experiences from being a police officer to deal with certain ty- types of crisis. And so I had this experience and I was taking this experience on. And I became uh, a trainer for DAT. But during Hurricane Rita, Hurricane Katrina, and Hurricane Wilma, you get to experience the preparation and match the preparation to the proximity of the, of the hurricane. So you get the outer bands coming. You get, you get all the tornadic weather in the outer bands. Um, you get all the craziness that happens. The sideways winds, um, the blowing, the the gale wind forces—I remember those. But the preparation that people took to just en- endure the onslaught of the front of the storms, the crazy, crazy. Storms that happen outside of the, the, the center of the storm, then you got to deal with all the backside. And I don't know which is worse is the front of the storm or the backside because you're, you're getting gale force winds, you're getting rain, you're getting tornadic weathers, and then you got to get the back end. And so life gets pretty, pretty distressed when you're going through weather phenomena. And so the process in the middle of a storm of how to endure the storms and the process is either going to be, we're going to pack it up and we're going to leave or we're going to batten down the doors. We're going to, you know, run this gamut and run this out and you're left without electricity. Um, Water gets into housing and it gets up seven feet, eight foot into the house if it's in the basement, then you're talking about all that as well. So they, they tell you, don't stay in your house in the middle of a hurricane. Because we won't be able to come and get you. If your house is filled with water and, and the, the amount of people that we found in in their attics on top of roofs. and Because in the middle of the storm, you have all this other chaos. And in the hurricanes, you had water moccasins. You had all of these other infestations of ocean life that was in the dark and so the process, I want to get back to the process here, to flee or endure and you hope that in the enduring of a natural phenomena or something to do with life, you hope that you can endure it and come out the other side with your life but Jesus says do not let your hearts be troubled So he has an understanding that the mindset and the mind state, if the heart is distressed, if the heart is in a condition uh, or annoyed, that it can cause alarms in the whole entire body. This distress is pain, it's suffering, it's affecting the body. It affects body parts. Um, It also affects the mind. So when the heart is distressed, you can have all these significant... Health complications because now you have the main organ. If the main organ gets into distress, it has a mechanism of drawing every attention to itself so that it can sustain life. The brain can't do that, but the heart is special. And so this peace that's in the middle of a storm, this peace that you must find when the developing storm is on the horizon and you you get the alerts naturally. You get the alerts spiritually because something just isn't right. And you know that you have to dig and dig and get yourself prepared to endure. And it's in the enduring it comes the faith. Do you have the peace in the enduring? And if you don't have peace in the middle of a storm, and that's where storms can fool you because sometimes the storms, you, you, hear, you hear people talk about, well, this is a calm before the storm. Are you ready to take on the sheer weight of what is coming past that, that calm? And if you, are, if you are disconnected to your connector, the back end of the storm can literally destroy your world. But there is something about peace. See, Jesus is in the bottom of a boat. He is peace. And he is resting comfortably. Comfortably. And I know when there's tornadic events and, and weather's here, I can rest quite comfortable. but for some when storms are 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 upon them the nervousness the anxiety the the apprehension the fear being scared those are all matters of the spirit realm that impact the mindset that impact the mind state because it feeds on emotion and so it goes back to what I'm talking about here If you're in the middle of a storm and you are not seeing any help or hope coming for you, slow down the mind and get reconnected to your source, the Holy Spirit. Get reconnected and then begin asking questions of the Holy Spirit. What would you have me to do? Because you're asking questions based upon functionality and purposes and responsibility. So you have to be in tune in your cooperation with the Holy Spirit who is the amplifier from earth to heaven and the amplification from heaven to earth. He's the amplifier from earth to heaven and the amplification from from heaven to earth. And you can endure any storm, especially the middle of the storm that is setting you up for the second half of the storm and you know when you come to the middle of the storm you're halfway through it you're if you just maintain position if you just maintain proximity in peace that this storm can go over around and even under you and you're not even hit or impacted by the storm. So there's the distress. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be distressed. Do not let your hearts feel misfortune, feel pain. I want to go back over here. Because life, again, will bring you what life desires to bring you. But the question is, who are you connected to? And if you're connected to yourself or your idols or your people, you know, your circles of culture, and life is hitting you hard, it's going to hit you hard. And it's meant spiritually to destroy and kill or rob you. From life so life comes to destroy kill and and rob you because in life is also an adversary so this is a spiritual realm that's in life itself so you have all of these um, forces going on in life you have community you have culture you have systems you have belief behaviors and you also have spiritual realms of the spirit happening at the same time, warring against each other, and yet the adversary is at war with every person who claims Jesus Christ, who lives for Jesus Christ. And so that's why I say what I just said, that life can come to kill, steal, and destroy because there's an adversary who is ruling illegally. So back to this, how to find your peace in the middle of the storm. It has everything to do about who you're connected with. And who you're connected in. And your belief and your trust. And who you're connected to. And if your belief and trust is connected into man. Or systems. Or culture. Or behavior patterns. Then you're setting yourself up. For failure long term. Long term. There'll be plenty of successes short term. But when these storms hit, and they're going to hit, you could be in the middle of some extenuating circumstances. And be in peace. Because what I just shared with you. With Jesus being in the bottom of the boat. And there's natural phenomenon happening. Now. We can even. Add to this. Civil disobedience. And wars. And peace is going to be the same. Because peace is a person. Has everything to do with who you're connected to. And not allowing the mindset or, or yeah, not allowing the mindset or the mind state to be so distracted with all of this craziness and detriment and harm that is in your atmosphere, your territory, or in or your environment. And if you're connected to peace, peace be in Jesus Christ. I'll put my all my money in Jesus Christ over anything else. A full armored house, uh, a, a room full of weapons to fight back. Because this has everything to do with eternity in the middle of a storm. So the storms are meant to condition your faith. Every storm is meant to condition your faith. Every storm is meant to condition your belief, your trust, your strength, your courage. All these spiritual mechanics, storms are meant to condition them, to test your allegiance to yourself, to others. Or into our God. Who is still over all of these things anyway. And when you're connected to him. I believe this. There is nothing on earth that can disconnect you when you are truly connected. And I think that this is one of the problems that we're experiencing by observation. Now, if you are experiencing this, then you can testify to truth. You become a greater witness. If you're distracted in natural settings because of the levels and this, the levels of the natural settings are distracting you from peace. Disconnect from peace. I mean, disconnect from the distractions and connect into peace. Why? Because he leaves an escape. See, this earth is not your... You're not here for eternity. Your eternity isn't another location. This is just for a moment. And what we don't understand, we just don't understand. But at the same time, in saying what I'm just saying, is that our Heavenly Father has not left His throne. All of these effects on earth Man-driven, man-centered, have not altered his rule and altered his authority and questioned his power. He has to give permission for it to can even to do what it does, or else he's not God. So even the adversary has to have permission to tempt. Why? Because of what I said earlier. He comes seeking who he can kill, steal, and destroy. Storms are presented to build faith, trust, belief, and loyalty. Our allegiance is to our Heavenly Father. Our allegiance is to Jesus Christ, who is our Savior. And we understand that we possess... We are possessed by the down payment up to eternity. And you're going to go through some life. And there's going to be ranges and levels of life. And it's not always going to be fair. There'll be injustice. But in the middle of these storms, you have to be connected to peace. Your hope has to be in peace. Your help has to be in peace. I'm sitting here thinking about. Everything going on in this generation. Here. In 2022. And. Including the wars. And the increase of wars. And America is dealing with finances. We just went through some plagues. The next plague is finance, economics, famines coming to America. But he's still the same God. And some of these plagues are going to, and some of these judgments are going to affect others. But when you're shotted in the foundation of the kingdom of heaven, it's not going to affect you in the same manner as it's going to affect those outside the kingdom of heaven. Hate on me all you want. Truth is truth. Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Jesus is at the bottom of the boat resting on the pillow and there's distress happening and peace is in the bottom of the boat. The foundation is in the bottom of the boat. At the top of the boat, his disciples are freaking out. Fears hit him. Spirit of fears hit him. Spirit of distress has hit him. Nervousness, anxiousness. And they have been walking with messiah and not just walking but experiencing being discipled in the ways of the kingdom and he's the one who's in peace and those following him the first wave of his followers were distressed in the heart and so the mind began to be distressed the emotions began to be distressed so two organs or in distress at the same time. But the Creator's Son at the bottom of the boat is in peace, sleeping, resting comfortably. And we know what He did, and we know what He said to them. Owe oh, you a little faith. Peace has everything to do with faith. Peace has everything to do with faith. Faith has everything to do with belief. Proximity, position, countenance, in the middle of the storm, so that you can endure the second half of the storm, the second wave of the storm, and then the storm leaves you. It's a cycle. But the storms are meant to strengthen faith. The storms are meant to strengthen belief, strengthen your strengthen, excuse me, your foundation, your connectability, your relationship to Jesus Christ in cooperation to the Holy Spirit so if you're not even in cooperation with the Holy Spirit these storms are going to get you and if the storm takes you out then we have to ask the questions so we got to ask better questions father what are you saying what are you doing that I must be in alignment to because father knows the time that he's going to call all of His sons and daughters back and your exit plan is not always father's exit plan Because you're first spirit, then natural. The body houses the soul. So this body, you place more stock in the body than you do in the spirit. And so these storms can wreck the body, but they can't wreck the spirit. Maybe that was for someone. So these storms that can wreck the body but can't wreck the spirit. That's why you see so many people in peace who are dealing with storms, wars. And I'm intrigued when I hear the testimonies of those who have endured war, endured genocide, endured slavery, endured hostile environments. And when you get to listen to them or read about them. They talk about peace. They talk about being connected to Jesus and it's not a religious connection. It's an experience. It's an encounter. They just chose to engage and stay in the engagement. And they dealt with some craziness. So the mind state and the mindset was set upon Jesus, set upon the sure foundation regardless of what they were enduring, regardless of the wars, regardless of these cruel dictators, these cruel, cruel individuals, less than human. And they endured. And those that didn't endure, they have their place as being martyrs. They have their peace. And they're written about in the book of Revelations. Justice will come to them, rest assured. But you, who's dealing with a storm, and you don't know what to do next, find peace in Jesus Christ, so that you can endure the storms. Put your trust in Jesus Christ, so that you can endure the storms, because you have an advantage. The advantage is the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit when you understand his purpose and his functions and his responsibilities to you. I say this all the time. So you have to submit and surrender at the same time spiritual obedience and righteousness at the same time like I'm sitting in this chair feet on the ground trust that this chair is not going to break Trust this chair has my weight and the mechanisms to hold me. Trust that this this concrete floor here in in the lab can hold me and this house, the foundation of this house so it doesn't fall on top of me here. We have to have that much trust and that much all the more in Jesus Christ, in these life storms. Test all things, prove all things, hold fast to what is true, right? So what are you going to do right now? You're in the middle of a storm. What's your next thing you got to do?